I think you're in big trouble anytime you say this is a villain he just takes over worlds and makes them bad <laughs> it's like okay yeah. why does he do that you're listening to the story geeks podcast produced by the reclamation society which character with its current actor so you can't change the actor uh do you want to most see in a solo film from justice league you want to start first, Daryl? Um, I don't have an answer yet. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll go first. I'll go first. How about that? I still want to see Ben Affleck in a solo film. Ben Affleck is gone. Man. I know he's you done. Know he doesn't want I know to be, he's done. It was rumors at first. Then he kind of oh, alluded to it. And he's pissed. He's, he's, he's done. And he's gone yeah. probably because, who knows, some behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. Or something that's been written that I don't know Well, can know you about. imagine? So just think of this. Just think of this for a second. Somebody of Ben Affleck's caliber, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you have lots of high-caliber actors in this film, but you don't have any other – I don't believe any of the other uh, actors in this film have also been, like, Oscar-level directors. Yeah. And you're sitting here working with a corporation that's making these decisions, and you're going, I'm one of the pivotal characters in this film, and this is a disaster. Yeah. Like, if you're watching it from the outside, again, and then n- not from a movie all standpoint. telling him they know what they're doing. Exactly. And it's like, no, no. You have no idea you're, what you're doing. You're an executive. You, oh, have, yeah. you haven't made a movie. Yep. Like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yep. And I once, <clears throat> man, my voice, sorry. Yeah. I once heard an interview. He's just doing his Batman impersonation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why do you want to kill me? <laughs> Swear to me. <laughs> I once heard an interview with Matt Damon asking about Ben Affleck's career, looking at the difference between Damon's career and Affleck's career. Sure. When they started in much the same place. Mm-hmm. And Matt Damon said um, the difference between him and Ben is. Ben wants to improve things. So Matt, his tendency was to attach himself to movies that he felt were being made by people he could trust. Yeah. And where he could just lean into it and trust their vision. Yeah. And do his thing. Mm. Whereas Ben went after stuff that he thought he could improve upon. Yeah. But he had to come to realize that early in his career, Nobody was going to let him do that. Right. And so he ended up making some movies that people didn't like because he, w- he didn't get to do what he, he thought he was going to get to do. Yeah. Fast forward to, to Argo yeah. and the town yeah. and uh, Gone Baby Gone, I think. Yeah. Uh, just great, great movies. Fantastic. Like really talented director. When he's able to take the reins, yeah. he can make something great. Yep. So I think it's his personality to improve. Yep. yep. So – when you stick him under an umbrella of executives who are just getting their fingers into everything. Oh my gosh. That's going to bug him. It makes sense to me now, all the stories <clears throat> about him turning down, like, cause he was originally going to direct and star in the yeah. Batman series. Now, like look like in hindsight, and this isn't a criticism of justice league or anybody who likes justice league. It's a criticism of what's going on behind the scenes. To yeah, get this justice Warner, league. Yeah. yeah. This is a Warner brothers problem. Exactly. Man. Yeah. And I can, I, if it were me, I'd be like, yeah, that's not a problem. I want either. It was supposed to, I mean, literally yeah. you can go into any studio and be like, Hey, give me a million dollars or give me a, give me a hundred million dollars. I'll give you back $500 million. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. And you're looking with these guys going, yeah, right. You're going to get involved. You're not going to let me do what I want to do. You yeah. guys have no clue what's going on. And I Forget think if it. the studio would have trusted Zach more, 
yeah. they would still have Ben. Because I think so too. I think Zach is what got Ben involved. Right. He loved Zach's vision mm-hmm. for Batman. I think Zach's vision even though it was cool, like the way <clears throat> Batman's been portrayed has been very like very bone cracking, rough and rugged. And it's like, wow, I've yeah. never seen Batman like this. Yeah. But I think Warner Brothers always wanted the look of Zack Snyder, but not the stories yeah, from Zack yeah. Snyder. Exactly. And I think once they got him and, you know, of course, Zack Snyder's probably just playing the game, doing the best he can. But you, it's weird. And a, a movie is a collaboration. You know, mm-hmm. a movie isn't just one person's word and it goes forward. Right. You know, the writer does something. Maybe the actor portrays it a little different or they come through the door this way or that way. You know, things might change on set. But it does seem that when it comes to DC, Warner Brothers has this, like, this power or this control problem where it's like it has to uh. be. Or maybe... And it, I don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. It's because it's not like they're really. I don't know if it's that they're watching the dailies and then they just don't like them, or if it's just they just feel, hey, it's DC, so yeah. we have to control. So it. I I read an article and I thought the explain their explanation was really fascinating and it makes a lot of sense if you think about it in the context. Again, I think a lot of people are surmising things based on yeah. what's going on, so they don't know. So I think this is probably hearsay, and I don't even remember the source. So I apologize, I can't remember the source. I've read so many of them, but they talked about how the executive who brought Snyder in to pursue Snyder's vision because Snyder was endorsed by Christopher Nolan. Oh yeah. Right. So they said, Hey, what we did with Batman was amazing. What you talked about earlier, Michael was market slightly shifts and everyone sees what Marvel is doing. Everyone starts to like Marvel, but that executive went with, Zack Snyder and was hands off. Zack Snyder does what Zack Snyder does, comes back with it, says here it is. That was not a mass market movie. That executive actually was removed. Somebody else was brought oh, in. Oh yeah. And now they're the executive all that with brought it. him yeah. in probably ends up getting fired or yep. you know you know gets a pay cut or moves somewhere or whatever. His job's gone. Exactly. Now someone new is in. Exactly. This guy or girl is like, oh no, I never liked any Zack Snyder movies. <laughs> yeah. exactly. And now I'm the VP over this position. Yep. And I'm looking at this movie. And no, this is not what Marvel's doing because from a business perspective, you're like, hey, let's look at what people are doing that's good and just copy it. And it's that's not what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You're supposed to look at someone <laughs> and say, okay, they're doing something that's great. Yep. How do I make this my own? Yep. How do I make this unique? For, for our style, for our characters, how do we do that instead of just copying Marvel? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you saw that happen with Universal. So I can see that happening. Whoever brought him in and was like pro Zack Snyder, I love your vision. You came in, you pitched us. You yeah. pitched us maybe two or three times. You know, me and two other people love it. Well, guess what? That person got fired. That person got moved somewhere yeah. else. Now you have no one. And who knows how powerful... Nolan is or how hands on he is. Not so maybe very. he's not maybe <laughs> yeah. he's not yeah. maybe he's not around to kinda like give you that buffer. So now it's we don't like Zach. Yeah. We really want him out, but we can't get him out because yeah. he signed whatever contract. So at least we can control it. And then we get this kind of weirdish BBS movie where it's like, what is this yeah. doing? Yep. And Marvel <laughs> takes not to get into the Marvel DC debate, but 
<clears throat> you know, Marvel takes hits for being templated and not taking risks and right. stuff like that. But if you look at them versus Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers went after Christopher Nolan because he made the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. They went after Joss Whedon because he made the Avengers. And they keep picking people who have successfully done something that they want to do. Right. But if you go over and look at Marvel, Marvel said, let's hire the guy that made Elf to direct a superhero movie. <laughs> and Marvel said, oh, look, these two brothers are directing episodes of Community. Let's hand Captain that America really, to them. That you really surprised. Because when they, when they <laughs> announced the Russo brothers, like, man... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like I was, and then when I saw the trailer for Winter Soldier, I was just like, wow. Yeah. And I think that's what Marvel has done because now that we see their newer movies, I think Marvel was like, okay, template. Now, okay, now we got the cash yeah, in. Yeah, now yeah. we got the money. Now people trust our name. Now we can do Guardians. Now right. we can do And Thor even Guardians, they now hire we can like. Do some like weirder yeah. stuff. Yeah. And even because with Guardians, the they like hire. Let's go hire the guy that made a creepy horror movie with Nathan Fillion and, yeah. and oh, trust man. him to make the Guardians Slither, into something cool. If you haven't cool, seen Slither you know? and you're listening to this, watch it. I'm not sure if I'll <laughs> say treat yourself, but Slither <laughs> is weird and funny, but weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think, so uh, one comment and then we'll go back to the question because we're like way off question, which is still good content, so I'm cool with it. Disney has had storytelling chops for decades. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't really surprise me. Like, if you have storytelling chops, you can do whatever you want. Like, tell us, tell whatever story you want. <coughs> if you can tell stories well, you will find an audience there. Yeah. I think that that's why Marvel just does so well. It's like, yeah, we'll hand it to whoever. Because they've got the background. They've got... Disney can come surround you with people yeah. and say, here, work with these people. These people know how to tell stories. And right? they have really yeah. good second unit people. Exactly. Yeah. Like they can come to the Russo brothers and they'll be like, well, we've never done an action movie. That's yep. okay. Do what you do well. Yep. We'll handle the action. Exactly. You know? it's, I, I always talk about the <coughs> Pixar um, brain trust, about how Pixar develops films. Yeah. Pixar was developing films. Disney Animation was suffering. Disney Animation said, you know what? Maybe we should just go have the guys from Pixar come over. And I know John Lasseter is in a bad situation right now for other reasons, but yeah. so that, let's just separate these two things for a second. Yeah. John Lasseter, <laughs> amazing at telling stories and getting other people to tell stories. I don't know what he does in his personal life. Yeah, Probably not good We're things. not going to touch yeah. that right now. <laughs> but so on the, on that side of it though, they turned Disney animation around. Yep. And it's why, because they know how to tell stories. You tell people, people who know how to tell stories can go into any setting and turn it around. Um, which I think is what they're hoping for with Joss Whedon. And yeah. I think that maybe he could have if he wasn't dealing with what he and, was dealing with. And like, kind of like what I say, the weird thing about Warner Brothers, because if anything that's not DC, they make movies that are just fine all yeah. the time. Yeah. And I'm like, what is it when it comes to DC? What are y'all doing? Like, what <laughs> is it something that maybe it's a situation where they don't understand, uh, you know, they don't really understand superheroes, so they feel they have to be more protective over it or more... I don't, I don't know, knows? because it's not like all the other Warner Brothers movies are bad movies. Right. I'm like, oh, okay, well, the whole studio just makes bad movies. But Warner Brothers makes cool movies. Yeah. Then DC is like, what's going on? Yeah, I think when it all comes down to it, it's just the fact that they're reacting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, back to the question. So I said Batman. I still would love to see a Ben Affleck Batman solo film. 
what 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 characters would you, do you guys want to see out of solo films? I weirdly we already know we're going to get another Wonder Woman film. Yeah. And I really want to see another Wonder Woman, but I want to see a more updated like in now's continuity, mm. but I would also like to see a team up between uh Cyborg and Flash. Oh. I think I think Flash was okay. Mhm. But he didn't really drive it home for me, but he was yeah. good enough. He was good enough to, like, get the job done. Right. But I think Cyborg's side of being more of, like, kind of like The Rock, you know, to The Flash to kind of, like, help him, especially since both of their minds think differently and probably think fast, I think they could kind of connect, sort of. Right. And I think that would be a cool movie. So another Wonder Woman, which we technically already know is coming. Yeah. But I would like I guess to that's kind of, I'm They're kind all of coming. We know yeah. they're all coming. Yeah. I'm kind of hedging my bet, too, because I know, I'm kind of like, oh, I know I'm going to get that movie, because I, I agree with you. Wonder Woman's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. What about you? Well, I, I wrote the question, and I sort of backed myself into a corner because I said you had to keep the same actor. But the thing I'm most excited about is yeah. Matt Reeves making a Batman movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't care if Ben Affleck's in it. It, it doesn't matter. I don't care if it's connected to any of this stuff. I okay, just don't I'll, care. This is, but of these actors yeah. making another movie, I'm going to go with Superman. I want oh, another yeah, Superman. Yeah, I want another Superman. Yeah, film. we definitely need. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We need a true <clears throat> Superman sequel. Yeah, and now that they've injected some optimism into him in the Justice League, yeah, I want to see that put into a solo movie. You know, put him up against Brainiac. You know, do something yeah, with cool. The, with the effects we have now, Brainiac would be a slam dunk. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe a Brainiac controlled Metallo and find out it's Brainiac later. Yeah, and kind of get into some dirt with. Brainiac, but not the full thing, mm -hmm. and let us kind of realize that Brainiac will end up being a long-term villain because yeah. he can, he'll come back. Yeah, you know, Brainiac will be back three movies later, and you'll be like, oh, Brainiac took over such and such's body, and we never knew it was Brainiac. It's you know, yeah. some you know secret invasion. I know, I know, guys, it's some secret invasion type <laughs> stuff. I know before you even say anything, but yeah, which is another story I like to see after the Avengers stuff. But back uh, I to, think it's back coming. To DC. I think it's coming. So, yes, no, Jake Gyllenhaal is Batman. Because that's the big rumor. That's yeah. what everyone keeps talking about. My yeah. top choice is still Fassbender. I think he would be Mine a great Mine is Idris Batman. Elba, for the record. But I'm just saying, Jake Gyllenhaal, yes or no? <clears throat> I'm okay with it. You're okay with it? Um, He's a good actor. I'm not mad at it. I think he's, I think it's another, if we're talking about safe choices, I think it's a safe choice. Mm -hmm. Um. I'd say go off the beaten path, find someone who's like up and coming or someone who's big, uh, you know, in TV that people aren't really like yeah. checking for. Maybe someone, I mean, because really all you need is like the square jaw, but you do have <laughs> to pull off Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And depending on the type of movie they are trying to make, is it <sighs> going to be Batman centric or is it going to be Bruce centric or a nice mix? Um, but either way, I'd like to see a movie where Batman is smart. Batman is also more than a brawler. Yeah. Um, and Greatest detective of honor, right? Yeah. yeah. Is I'd like him to figure something out. Yeah. The other um, one I could get behind, you're talking about TV, mm -hmm. I could get, I think his name's Brett Dalton, but the guy that played uh, Grant Ward on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, okay. 
mean? I'd be yeah, okay and you could do some younger stuff because yeah. they always reference to how long he's been doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do some younger stuff like uh, just do a story when he and I know. I'm playing these like they're comic book issues and these are franchises so they're not going to do it. But like, okay, maybe you could do, you could set a story over these three movies that you want to do because he is younger. He's, um, he's probably like 15 years younger than uh, Ben Affleck. I remember seeing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for the first time and thinking that's Dick Grayson. Like, he would be a great Dick Grayson. Yeah, so like, do three movies, maybe have him go through some, maybe not some stuff with, you know what? Maybe keep some mystery around Joker. Maybe do three movies and not touch Joker. Maybe do some like, well, I mean, I guess Hush would kind of, yeah. So, but do some Hush type stuff, yeah, yeah. but not touch on Joker and then let Joker be this kind of like mystery in Batman's life that we never really get to. Yeah. And it can just stay in the um, in the uh, Batcave with the writing on the, uh, the Robin suit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I am... Totally against Jake Gyllenhaal, Batman, and I hope they do not do that. Just would super <laughs> frustrate me, man. I, 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 I still think it's Idris Elba for me, but that would be, man, he, it would be tough because he's so tall. Because you have to find someone who's, or you could go, you could go the route of like um, someone who's like very smart to to play off of the, yeah. and then you wouldn't need someone like Deathstroke or something. Because like. Idris is so big that you have to find it would have to either be Bane yeah, or it have to be huge, Deathstroke. Yeah, yeah. But if you find someone who's super duper smart, <laughs> then he wouldn't be able to overpower them, I guess. Yeah, yeah I'm not even thinking about um, I'm not th- thinking about physicality so much as I'm thinking about he'd like, be a really good Bruce Wayne. He'd be an excellent Bruce Wayne, and, yeah. he, and he, he, we've seen him play all of the roles, like because we've seen him play the Luther role. Luther so is real that's good. That's the smarts, right? Yeah. Um, but he's also got this like lack of self control kind of violence issue, and you're like, that's oh, kind of like Batman too, you know? I just think he's got, yeah. he's just got certain things in him that would make a good for a good Batman. I know that people want him to play uh, Bond, Bond too, which I think is cool. But I still think he'd be cool, Batman. All right, so the next question I'm going to put out there, but we're not going to discuss it. Because we will go on for three or four hours if we discuss this. <laughs> but this is the Story Geek Challenge. So if you're out there listening, if you're on YouTube, or if you're listening on, online, you need to, to write to us and let us know what you think. This is Daryl's Story Geek Challenge to you. It is pretty clear that Ben Affleck doesn't want to play Batman anymore, like we talked about. So you have to solve this problem. How hmm. can they handle recasting Batman in a way that makes sense in the ongoing story? So and specifically recasting Bruce Wayne. Specifically recasting Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah, so, because we know we could just bring in Dick Grayson, yeah. or we know we're going to get a Flashpoint movie at some point, which mm-hmm. means we could maybe see Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing Batman oh, as yeah. Thomas Wayne. But not. But Batman. I'm talking specifically recasting Bruce Wayne. So we're not going to answer that question, because just for time reasons. And but see, what you, you just said was how that I would was do your it. answer? Yeah. <laughs> that was, that's how I would do it. We would get, you know, he would get back, he would go back and fix everything, Yeah. and he'd be the only one that noticed this is different. Yeah. He's like you're not Bruce you're Bruce and everybody's like yeah dummy like <laughs> and like he's the only one that remembers of course and I'll be like there, yeah. there we go we're done, done. fixed yeah <laughs> this is a question that I keep asking um, and I like this question because I think that people I think a lot of people don't stop for a minute to think about why they like or dislike something and this is why Joss wins a lot so just let me say the question now, since I prefaced it. 
How do you feel about the versions of these characters versus the other versions we see, both from the comics, movies, TV shows, video games, and animation? For Wonder Woman, I think she's kind of spot on. Yeah. Uh, Bruce, we don't really get to see a lot of him older, um, but I do like to see the way they the way they played him in this. I like his adaption because we do get to see some regret on him. And I do like to see, and I know this sounds bad, it's great for stories, but bad for a person. But it's good to see some regret on Batman. Yeah. It's, it's good to see some cyborg. I really don't, I never really read his solos. Uh, I know most of them from Teen Titans. So getting the booyah at the end was great for me. <laughs> but um, getting into like his deeper issues with whether he should have been brought saved or not was cool. Hmm. Flash is the one that the anchor for Flash wasn't the actor. It was his interaction with his dad that kind of anchored right. for me. Because seeing his dad being like, move on, leave me. Yeah. Like that kind of, that. whenever you do father-son stuff with me, it just really, mm. like, I'll be like, ah, <laughs> it's dry in here. <laughs> but, um, and Superman, by the end of the film, I'm like, okay, cool. We're we're to the Superman. I mean, of course, there's been you know, there's been the Adventures of Superman. There's been JLA, J, JLU, and all that stuff. But by the end, with the with the race, I was just like, I was like, there we go. Right. Happy guy. The guy is <laughs> the guy who's glad to be here. Right. The guy, not the guy who's like sad and morose, and I'm just like, is he gonna get any lines in, in his own movie? But <laughs> but um. <laughs> As far as their their counterparts, I think they're done well because they kept enough to know who this is. Mm. Um, of course, it's an adaption, so I know there's going to be some give and take, sure. especially with Warner Brothers. There's definitely going to be <laughs> some give. But, but, but I think they, they gave me enough to be like, yeah, that's Superman. I recognize him. That's Wonder Woman. I recognize her, which is from her movie, why I liked her movie so much because... In Heroes Now, everybody has to be an anti-hero. Oh, yeah. She was good for the sake of being good. And I think exactly. we don't get that anymore. Yeah. So, um, But, yeah, that's I, I say I'm, I'm on board with the characters that we have now, especially with Aquaman, since we know the kind of the version that they changed in 20, like 2003 or whatever, when he started getting a little more rugged. Yeah, like in, when he had so, the beard and the, yeah, the, so, the harpoon hand. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. the, Claw hand and all that. Yeah, so yeah, 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 then you know, I'm I'm down with that. Now, of course, Aquaman is a little more, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my man. Yeah, but I actually I didn't mind. It's it's definitely a departure. Yeah. But it's cool to see someone who's like, yo, I'm super strong. Yeah. It's what I do yeah. <laughs> because I'd imagine myself if I was super strong, like swim super, like swim at mock speeds or whatever and control water. I'd just be like, yo, let's fight. <laughs> like, yo, I'm super strong. Do what I want. Control the seas. Like, it would just be fun. So it is good to see a hero that it's fun for him. Now, of course, his transition to king might not be fun, yeah. as we all know. But but it's, it was cool to see someone who was like, kind of like by the seat of his pants, very, you know, just reactionary and just having, just glad to be here kind yeah. of thing. Um, so I think the biggest departure would be Aquaman, but I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. Okay. Yeah, I think um, the representations are really good for the most part. So yeah. I love Superman. I mm -hmm. think they've done a great job. Wonder Woman's perfect. Um, 
Aquaman, I'm a, I'm more annoyed by his bro behavior, <laughs> but I think I understand too that this is a starting point for him, and he yeah. can grow. He can grow into a king, and I'm totally great with Jason Momoa being the one to do that. I think it's great. Um, with Ezra, I have a little bit of trouble when it comes to comparing it to the comics, mm-hmm. because. So for my Flash, when I was growing up, they killed Barry Allen off in the comics in the 80s, mm-hmm. right when I found comics. And so for me, my Flash was Wally West growing up. And not that I care that it's Barry Allen or Wally West, but I grew up with B- Barry Allen being on this pedestal as this fallen, idyllic hero. Right. And Barry Allen was the picture of heroism and doing good in the world. Mm. And when they brought him back in the comic, they really played that up. Mm. I have, and I know, again, this is a starting point for Ezra, yeah. but I have a little bit of trouble seeing this version of The Flash get to that uh, point. Oh, okay. Now, it's a different take, so that's okay. I'm not upset about that, but comparing the two, I like the comics better. Mm. And then the only other thing I would say with Batman, <clears throat> I always talk about how much I love Legacy. And in the comics, Batman is a brilliant character for the concept of legacy. Mm. You have the Bat family. You've got all the different Mm -hmm. Robins. You've got Barbara Gordon. You've got all these other characters that help inform who he is. Yeah. And so I I actually really enjoy Ben Affleck's Batman. I think it is the best live-action version of Batman that we've seen yet for me. I agree, yeah. Chris Nolan's movies were way better. Yeah. But this version of Batman I, I like better. Yep. But I just, man, I miss... The Bat I family. I like Alfred too. Yeah, I like Alfred's I like great. Alfred's his comments to him. Yeah, I, I like that too. Totally, but yeah. I just miss the Bat family. I want the Bat family in live action. There's some great animation that's done it. Batman Under the Red Hood. Mm-hmm. You yeah. mentioned Batman Ninja. The Bat yeah, yeah. the family's in that, and um, haven't seen it yet, obviously, but they're in it. And so I just I love that stuff. And yeah. in the comics, they're playing that up huge right now. Yeah, and my uh, my tattoo artist that did this, um, he's he goes, I can't stand Alfred in the in Batman v Superman. He's because like, he kind of likes Batman v Superman as well. He's like, I can't stand Alfred. I'm like, really? Why not? He's like, just dad jokes, man. He doesn't oh, really make dad yeah. jokes. I'm like, yeah, that's true. Actually. Yeah, he does. He does bring the dad jokes. <laughs> so I I um, so on the topic as a whole, I find myself very drawn to and appreciative of a progressive take on characters characters that have evolved in fact when i read a lot of the old comics in fact some of the classic comics i'm like this is so cheesy like i don't know if i can get into this man so i i like a lot of the takes i mean we saw in the 80s and 90s a lot of progressive takes not in the movies so much because we our movies didn't there weren't going a lot there wasn't a lot going on in the 90s in movies in superhero movies but in terms of um the comics that's when people were really playing with ideas and themes yeah. that were separate from what if this character evolved? What if this character was in this situation? Uh, I'm even thinking of um, was it Batman Red 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 Dawn? Sun Red Sun yeah and I'm like what a fascinating Superman, con- Superman, Superman. Yeah, Red oh, Sun. oh yeah yeah my bad yeah, yeah. Superman what a fascinating concept to take this this um, Kryptonian and put him in Russia like yeah. instead of America right. Yeah. So I I think that the exploration 
of different takes on characters is really good and I really like it. I also really like how you drew uh, comparisons between the traditional and what we got in Justice League because I was, I was sitting there thinking like, oh yeah, it is good that they did that. Like I like the progressive take of like Aquaman, but it is good that they added that other element to, it, to him. Um, it is good the connection with the father for Flash. Like that yeah, was that helped anchor him for me. It yeah. helped anchor him because because uh, a lot of people have said like, you know, they've and been great casting choice too, on Billy. Crudup. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh. Well, do you think he'll become Doctor Manhattan in the DCEU? <laughs> That's a good <laughs> question. Um, but no, but I, I think like for me, I, I I look at that and I go, uh, I I really like Ezra's take. It does not feel comics accurate to me. Um, but, but cool. I really like it. Yeah. It's cool. It's it's funny. It's intriguing. He fits well <laughs> with the cast of characters that they've developed. I don't. I I think that they've actually, to their credit, developed a better cast of characters in many regards than even the comics normally deals with. Now I think the comics put them in better scenarios, and that's why you know yeah. I've already said that a million times. But um, the way that they've developed these characters into what they are now just feels really good to me. You know, for a lot of reasons. So I'm curious to see if we do if we do go back to like more more of a traditional route. If we go to a Joss Whedon type, I'm only using that as his Marvel experience, kind of more of a traditional take on these characters, which is what they did with Superman this time around. I'm kind of curious as to how that will play. I bet you it'll play better with wider audiences, but it'll be hmm. it'll be curious to see that. But I liked it a lot. So, um, one of the anticipated aspects of this movie was Superman's return, and how well do you think that that was handled? I mean, the scene alone where Barry yeah is running up on <laughs> him and he can see him is fantastic. Yeah. I think um, <clears throat> conceptually, it's handled great. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen it. I don't know, either be shorter or longer. Like I almost feel <laughs> like it happened too quickly, or they didn't give it enough time to germinate. I don't know, but um, I think overall the concept is really good. Yeah. The execution could have been a little bit better, but it was. I mean, what a fun scene, though! Super fun scene. Yeah. What about you, Michael? I like the discussion about bringing him back. Mm. Um, and I like kind of, you know, what Batman was kind of coming around to the realization, like, I screwed up. <laughs> like, we need this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and we need to do whatever we can to bring this guy back. And just the discussion, especially the back and forth between him and Wonder Woman. Um, but I, But I like when he first came back, the way, the way he looked at everyone. Because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of dialogue acting and stuff like that. But there's also, there's a lot of acting that goes on in um, just, you know, mannerisms. Uh, you know, attitudes, characteristics, body posture. And just the way he looked at Wonder Woman as opposed to how he looked at Bruce. And, you know, how he looked at, like, uh, even how he looked at Barry, the way he looked at Aquaman, the, like, that type of stuff. And even the situation of him being something that might be foreign or might be, a, you know, a, a villain zombie, or an enemy. Zombie Superman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when, when it came to Cyborg. So, like, that whole situation from the idea being brought up into him coming out, I like probably more on the discussion side because we're getting into... Should we even bring him back? Not yeah. like, not like, can we do it? 
Mm. But like, should we? Mm. And then getting into kind of like the morals and stuff. And I thought it was cool. And then the fight scene was yeah. incredible. And I know a lot of people were like, you know, hey, he's overpowered. It's like, no, Superman holds back a lot. He's he's mentioned it in the comics. He's mentioned it in the animated series. Superman holds back. So what you were seeing was Superman not holding back yeah. against people that were holding back. Because we've seen Wonder Woman fight Superman to a standstill, well, at least in the comics before. So, you know, it it was interesting to see, especially the headbutt scene. Yeah. That was, God, <laughs> that was that was serious. So, um, you know, that, that whole bringing him back, I think it did seem that it went fast. Yeah. But I feel like we got... I feel like we got the price of admission out of that scene alone. Mm, yeah, I, I think we got. Yeah, I would agree with that. I agree with that statement. Yeah, I think we got the price of admission out of that one. I like what you say about the conversation about whether they should bring him back too, because for me, while I was watching that, this is going to get real geeky here. <laughs> it harkened back to Jeff Johns's run writing the Teen Titans, because okay, okay. <clears throat> so during that run of the Teen Titans, the leader of the Teen Titans was Robin, who was Tim Drake the third Robin. And on that team <clears throat> was also Connor Kent, who was a clone of Superman and had grown up. And he and Tim Drake were very, very close. Like yep. they were brothers hmm. and Connor died. And there was a whole storyline where, where Tim was obsessed, not just thinking about it. He was obsessed with bringing Connor back. Lazarus and to a point, yeah, did. where he wasn't telling people about it. Mm. And so, and in the end, he pulls it off and they get their brotherhood back. Mm. But I, it made me think of that storyline when they were having the discussion. Not nearly cool. as deep, but it brought yeah. it up. Um, I'm going to plug our YouTube channel because I actually did a, a video called Five Questions from the Justice League. And I asked this mm -hmm. question and I yeah. answered the question. So go, go watch me answer <laughs> it um, by going to our YouTube channel and finding that video. Um, now we're going to talk about the villain, so Steppenwolf. Yeah. Uh, how good of a villain is Steppenwolf, and how do you rate him against other villains in the DCEU, the MCU, and the Marvel, uh, the, sorry, the Fox Marvel Interactive? I think one thing that's very telling is that this is the first time we've mentioned him. Yeah, well. We're, we've, we're about an hour and a half into a podcast about the Justice League here, and this is the first time we've talked about Steppenwolf. He's weak. He's not a great villain. Um, but his story is cool. It is. Yes. I think his story is cool. I think his story has a lot to tell behind the scenes. Yeah. Story of banishment, a story of pride. Yeah. A story of being good enough, mm -hmm. a story of reclaiming <coughs> your glory. Yeah. I don't think, but at the same time, like you were talking about, that stuff that we we get hints of and then we inject into the character. Right, right. So it's like, okay, we see a thousand years ago he went, yeah. couldn't work it out, then he got banished because of it and he's always been, you know, trying to get that back and then I put more into that yeah. than what they actually gave us. Like right. the scene where he comes where we get his history and even the scene where he attacks the Amazons. I remember being really encouraged. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is cool. Yeah, because after I was like, that, Whoa, there's so just, much nothing. There's so yeah. much there, and there's so he as a villain. I think he has more story than a lot of villains. Yeah, I don't think we showed his story. Mm -hmm. Maybe if we showed 
Well, no, because we might we might need maybe another after credit scene or another movie and a scene and the show him kind of like dealing with banishment or yeah. dealing with prepping to come back or fi- finding out that you know Kryptonian's dead. This is my chance. Yeah, I've been waiting all this time. Now I can I can have what I've wanted. Yeah, I can I can be what people say I'm I'm supposed to be, and you know maybe maybe that kind of yeah. scene, mm-hmm. but. And the whole time during the movie, I was okay with it because I was assuming he was just a stepping stone to Darkseid. Yeah. And we were going to get Darkseid in the end, but we didn't. So, Yeah, so for me, <clears throat> I think what you guys are saying is he has potential to be an amazing villain. Um, if you go read, Daryl and I both posted uh, articles from The Wrap. Um Umberto? Is that the name? Yeah, name? Umberto, Umberto Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Yeah. 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 He wrote these two articles. You can also find him on HeroicHollywood.com. Yes. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, And uh, one of his articles <coughs> details what the movie that Zack Snyder was trying to make would have looked like. Justice League Part 1, Justice League Part 2. Yeah. Oh. And forgot this was supposed to be two movies. Yes. Yeah. So we're technically looking at two movies that got pared down to one due to... Yep. Warner Brothers and tragedy and so many some things. other uh, stuff. So many yeah. things. So you're talking about five hours becoming two hours, probably. Yeah. We're talking about Zack Snyder. Um, but one of the things that he talks about is, or I should say one of the things that he starts to describe is the way that Steppenwolf interacts with Darkseid and the reason he's serving Darkseid and it being a form of it being a form of him having to do it for Darkseid so he can achieve freedom. Like, almost like he's a slave of oh, Darkseid. Okay, okay. Man, that plot sounded awesome. From okay. a villain standpoint. From a villain yeah, standpoint. Yeah, but you're also talking <coughs> to do something like that justice. We're tacking on another 15 minutes. Oh, no question. Yeah, yeah. so we're tacking yeah. on another 15 minutes. Yeah, at least. <sighs> you know what? I wouldn't be mad. I I like the movie that we got, so yeah. I'd be happy with 15 more minutes. Yeah, and that ultimate edition that I'm pretty sure they're coming out with, I hope is, so, is probably where we're gonna see this extra stuff. Where because we even get that uh, that um that monologue in the trailer that isn't in the movie. Where it's oh like, yeah, no Kryptonian. You don't have any heroes. No lantern. No lantern. No no. So <clears throat> that might be something where. He's maybe talking to himself mm. as he's prepping to go back, or he's talking to someone else who's like, you know, what makes you think this will be different? Yeah, you know, you know, you know, that might be where that was taken from and then cut. Right. You know, for whatever reason, time reasons or whatever. I think you're in big trouble anytime you say this is a villain. He just takes over worlds and makes them bad. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. why does he do that? Right. Like that doesn't. A good villain is not created from an all-consuming desire to do evil for no good reason. There should be some sort of reason behind it. There should be some sort of hurt that has happened. There should be some sort of uh, reason the world doesn't work the way that it should, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But that's that's my biggest complaint about Steppenwolf. I I think he – I think that if you go read – I would be really surprised if you guys all go read. Go to the Story Geeks group on Facebook. I know I'm plugging a bunch of our stuff, but it's all out there, and we're getting well, really deep to. into this. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but go read the other story that Zack Snyder was trying to tell, and then tell me that that's not as good of a villain treatment. Yeah, I mean it's a brilliant villain treatment, regardless yeah. of what you think about Zack Snyder's take on the other characters. Yeah, because I will say too, like part of the question is comparing him to 
other villains in Marvel and yeah. stuff like that. And <clears throat> the reason I put that in there is because I don't think he's the worst. I right. mean, no. we have Yellow Jacket in Ant Man. We have um, Malekith from yeah Whiplash. Malekith. Malekith. A, because see, I would dare say is, Hella. I think Hella was a villain that did not deliver. Mm, that's I don't like know. Potential. I'm kind of uh, Hella's kind of in yeah. that Steppenwolf where it's like <laughs> yes. we have the story threads. Yep. So now I'm technically adding more on Hella yeah. than was given to me. Right. But because exactly. and this is I know this is Justice League, but for a second. What I liked about Thor was what it taught us about family and things that sometimes happen in family that might be good or bad that people want to hide and brush yeah. past. Like maybe uncle so-and-so or auntie so-and-so did this, but we're going to pretend like that never happened. <laughs> like Hella said, where do you think all this gold come from? Yeah. <laughs> think, people had to die for this. But once you now all of a sudden you killed everybody. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you want to be the benevolent king. Conceptually, yeah. to, but great. see, I'm putting more on. Yep. I'm putting more on that story than yeah. that was technically given to yeah. me. Well, and it's I mean, kind of the same thing as Steppenwolf. Like conceptually, it's great. Yeah. But in execution, not as good. Yeah, because I'm starting to you know we're starting to put yeah. on yep. like we know he has the terraform. We know he's working for someone greater. Yeah. See, we hear the stories about his failure, about how he was banished. So there's pain and there's hurt and there's insecurity there and stuff like that. Even to where he you know turns to the fear and he's attacked and of course called back by probably Darkseid who's yeah. gonna probably whip him some more and you know be like you know well if the Kryptonian's back then I have to go because you can't handle him. And I will say... He was just kind of handling Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, he kind of had them under control. Um, But with Superman too. You're gone. Yeah. (laughs) And I will say, even in DC, he's not the bottom of the barrel because we still have the Enchantress from Suicide Squad. Oh my gosh, yeah. So So here's my take on villains. You've either got to have one or two types of villains if you want to have a good conversation about villains. The first kind of villain is somebody that you don't, you kind of understand why they're motivated to do what they're doing, but you don't understand their backstory at all. And that's, that's fearful to you, that you can't understand why this person is motivated to do these things. Joker. Joker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Darth <clears throat> Vader before we had the prequels. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's one villain that will work. The other villain that will work is that not only do you un- not only do you know their backstory, but you put yourself in their position and say, "I think I might be that same villain." Had I experienced those things, yeah, he kind of has a point, or yeah. she kind of has a point. Yeah, Magneto being my all-time favorite. Yeah, Magneto. Um, most recently, you had uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. You know, yep. he he has a yeah. legitimate beef with Tony Stark, and yep. you know, like it's like, hey, you know, I hired these people. You know, I got a family to feed. Yeah. And now y'all are coming in, y'all just gonna take it away? Am I gonna get paid for this? Yeah. You know, and then of course the guy kinda got an attitude with him and he he, he checked him. But, <laughs> but but you know, those kind of things where it's like he's got a point. I don't know if I put a pull a gun on a kid in my back seat, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got a point. And one yeah. of my favorites, which is one of your least favorites, is Zemo from Civil War. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Another one who it's kind of underserved yeah. because kind of like Steppenwolf where it's like, okay, we kind of understand, even though it's kind of weak, we understand sort of why. Yeah. We understand where that trauma can kind of push him kind of crazy. Right. 
Right. So I think if you don't do, if you don't handle the villain in one of those two ways, and you're you're in some kind of strange middle ground where you have to come up with excuses for why they're bad, then you're just that's just not good, right? Like it's just not good to be in that territory because now the audience is kind of going to constantly go, I don't really get that at all. But in those other two scenarios, we either don't know enough to be just fearful of them. Or we know enough to say, oh, yeah, I could see that. I could see, I, I know people that have gone through some things that now do some unhealthy things because of it. It's not good, but I can see how they got there. Mm-hmm. And as a story, as, a, as an audience, I think you want to be in one of those two places. So that's, that's, that's my yeah. only thing. Um, last question on here, unless we come up with other questions. We can keep <laughs> going. How do you think Danny Elfman's inclusion of previous movie themes impacted this story? It made it so much better for me. <laughs> Every time I heard something, I was like, I was like oh, oh, wow. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> and I was like, and like, there was even one time where I turned to uh, Lisa. I was like, did you hear? She was like, yeah, that's the animated series, right? I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> so he, those small things are just like the, just like the Easter eggs. Mm. Those small things help. Those small things help me, you know, push that to the five-star rating because a lot of people will be like, oh, well, five-star movies. I was like, no, you also have to go to the experience. And, like, for example, someone might say, um, uh, like, uh, some Oscar-winning movie is a five-star movie, but I don't want to see it again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't want to watch this movie again. Justice League, I want to watch again. Bad Boys 2, I want to watch again. (laughs) You know, like Avengers, I want to watch again. Like some movie that, you know, makes you cry about, I don't know, some horrible situation between this guy and his, like, father or something. I don't want to ever want to watch that again. Replay value, especially with music and stuff like that, the replay value plays a big part. And that music, like, every time... They, you know, switched up the Superman score, the Batman score, something else. Like, this is, they, I feel like they're, like I said, this is where they're turning. They yeah. haven't turned, but they're, they're, they're like, okay, okay, right. we're, we're going uh, right. to a good direction. Right, right, right. right. Uh, I would say overall, yeah, <clears throat> I'm against it, um, with some exceptions. Okay. So the inclusion of the Superman theme, I loved. Mm-hmm. When he appeared and was ready to take on Steppenwolf, mm-hmm. and we got that little hint of the John Williams theme, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so happy." Um, but I think too heavy-handed on the Batman theme. Okay. I feel like we heard that too much, and maybe that's personal preference. I like that theme, but when I hear that theme, I feel Tim Burtony. And I don't want okay. to feel Tim Burtony, <laughs> especially not watching this movie. I don't want to be taken back to a place where I suddenly get Michael Keaton in my head. Like, okay. I don't want that. So that was disjointed for me. And then <clears throat> the other thing, not so much including old themes, but I felt like the newer themes were underserved. Like we heard Wonder Woman's theme once. And, yeah. it, and it wasn't the edge. It didn't have the edge. They kind of like softly yeah. brought it in. Yeah, they like they like smooth jazzed it a little bit, and <laughs> and, um, and we barely heard Clark's theme, which you get a lot of in Man of Steel, like the yeah. quiet. I love that so much. Yeah. And I don't think we got anything of the Batman theme from BVS. I don't think so. And I'm like, if you're gonna yeah. do a Batman theme. 
do what Hans Zimmer did from The Dark Knight. Like, let's get some of those vibes in there mm-hmm. rather than going all the way back to the Keaton film. Okay, okay. Because, so. see, I looked at it as, oh, okay, they're paying attention. <laughs> they're, they're, they're playing it up for, you know, us and showing some attention to detail. But I can see where you're coming from where it's yeah. like, let that movie be that movie. Yeah. This is this movie. And you okay. mentioned the animated series, the Batman animated series. I think if that's where my head would have gone, I'd be more okay with it. Because if I get harkened back to that, and I've got Kevin Conroy in my head, I'm like, okay, now I feel good. That's good. <laughs> but I went to I went to the movies. I didn't uh, go to the animated series. So for me, I feel like it could have been done well, but in the context of a disjointed film where I'm going, which story is this? Why am I watching this story? Mm-hmm. Whose Understood. story is this? I was expecting to be reminded of Man of Steel. I was expected to be reminded of Batman v Superman, but I'm being reminded of stuff that I'm like, I feel like you're trying to manipulate me into like, these, <laughs> back, harken back to these movies that other people liked, um, that <laughs> I wasn't maybe as big of a fan of, of a lot of the population, just because I didn't, I was too young at the time when I saw them, yeah. right? So I, I, I think for me, it felt more like an excuse for the disjointed movie that we got. Like let's throw in some things that make. Yeah. So, so going back <laughs> okay. to the, the Joss Joss Whedon type thing, right? Like, let's just make everyone feel good when they walk out of the theater. And I'm like, but I was gonna feel good if I saw the completion of Zack Snyder's trilogy of films. I don't feel good just because you played a theme that I really enjoy. Which, by the way, John Williams is my favorite. Hans Zimmer, I do think, is amazing, though. And so I was a little bit bummed out that we missed some of his themes in there. So uh, overall, the first time I saw the film, it didn't affect me. I didn't even think about it. It didn't even occur to me. I heard a bunch of people complaining about it online. I was like, okay, that's weird. The second time I went into it, I was thinking about it some more. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I actively dislike this because of that disjointedness. It was like proof that the disjointed it's like, almost like saying like it was almost like shining a spotlight on the disjointedness yeah <laughs> and i'm like why did you do that you know but you know it is what it is so i, I, I wonder where like it, it came from too like yeah <clears throat> was it a studio decision where they were like okay let's remind people of stuff that we think they did like that we did do well years yeah. ago or was it just danny elfman like <laughs> did, they, did they hire him to do something yeah. and he danny came elfman in was like yeah we're gonna leave this in yeah so okay i'm gonna make a weird connection because have you guys ever played mario kart Mm -hmm. Uh, a long time ago okay so when i used to i love mario kart when i used to play mario kart you know your goal is to race and your goal is to win the race yeah but sometimes it goes horribly and you realize i'm not gonna win this race so what do you do? You start shooting your friends. You start driving off the track on purpose. Oh, you do whatever you can do to make it fun. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Everybody. And I'm like, is that what Danny Elfman's doing? Like, does, does he know this is a mess? And he's like, I'm just going to screw it up even more, you know? He's like, I'll play whatever I want to play yeah. with. They're yeah. giving me money. I'm just going to have fun. Yeah. So oh, I man. I, just, I, I feel like it was just one of those things where – like you're saying, they're turning the corner. And I yeah. think it was like, oh, let's show evidence that we're turning the corner. And we'll uh, do that by throwing in some of what you used to love. Yeah. You know, like that kind of stuff. Because <clears throat> like, like you said, they skipped 
uh, Hans Zimmer's themes from the Batman trilogy, yeah. from the Nolan Batman trilogy, they skipped those all together. Why? Because that was reminiscent of who? Nolan, who hired, who went to produce movies that Zack Snyder did. Yeah. That whole dark, the whole dark. Yeah, the whole well, series. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. And, and I, Hans Zimmer was the one that did the first two movies. He did Man of Steel. And yes. That, so maybe it was more of a <clears throat> personnel thing. It's like, well, if we're going to choose to go with somebody else, we shouldn't go back and use Hans's old themes. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, totally. I'm yeah. just saying, I'm just, and I think that that's part of it. I think that's all wrapped yeah. up in the same show. It's not yeah. like it's like done like intentionally or anything. It's just kind of like one of those things where it's like, hey, let's all remember that we're not going to keep going the dark route. We're going to do a big shift. Yeah. I think that's part of it for me. Well, that is it. That's our last question. Any last thoughts on Justice League? If you haven't seen it, go see it. Uh, if you love Justice League and you haven't been tainted by anybody's thoughts or perceptions <laughs> or even ours, um, I think you can get a lot of it out of it. I think you can have a lot of fun. Uh, there's a lot of action sequences that you can love in it. Um, and I think there's some characters that you can love in it as well. And if you were bummed by BVS, I think this is a step in the right direction for you. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. I'd, I'd say, you know, like there's so many podcasts and things out there that give you their opinions. We do it. Michael, you do it. Yeah. And we love doing it, yeah. and there's an audience for that. But when it comes to whether or not you are going to see a movie, just decide for yourself. <laughs> go see the yeah. movie, and go see this movie, and decide for yourself whether or not you like it. Yeah. I'm going to be way more selfish about it. I'm going to say go see the movie <laughs> because for two reasons. One, I want them to do a, a Snyder Cut. They're not going to okay. do that unless they make enough money, first of all, or that there's enough potential for making people happy. Yeah. Secondly, um, they're not going to do it unless there's something to react to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. The, the second point <sighs> being that um, I want there to be a strong DC presence in cinema. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to send the message <clears throat> to Warner Brothers or whoever else will produce DC stuff that we're going to be there when that presence is there and we're patient enough and we'll give you money to get there because yeah. we care about it that much. Yeah. And this is a good universe. Yes. They're off to yeah. a good start. Like, don't give up. Exactly. Keep working because on you it. Have, you, say, you have three out of five movies. Yep. Um, and two of the movies that I don't like, I like the characters in. Like yeah. Suicide Squad, I like the Suicide Squad. It's just that the movie ended up being something that I don't think yeah. anybody was expecting it to be. Is yeah. that a Warner Brothers and production too? Is, yeah. Is Prob- yeah, yeah, most likely. <laughs> because David Ayer's um, mess talked about them messing with him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's why David Ayer well, is not coming back. Yeah. Every DC movie is a Warner Brothers okay. production. Okay. And it's, it, that's that why sense. he's not coming back. And it's unfortunate because when he was, you know, you know, uh, picked to be the director, I was so excited about it. Yeah. And we got this another weird kind of like disjointed mm-hmm. it, and I think what it is is we're seeing 30 or 40% the original director and writers take then we're getting we're getting like uh, kind of like uh, focus group stuff about 20% yeah. of that and then the rest we're getting about 30% or so yeah. of the executives where it's you 
you should never just let a, a, a artist just run wild and run free because yes this is your movie you're paying for it yeah but you have to understand that you are hiring people that know what they're doing for a reason yeah I think that's where you have to kind of like <clears throat> give a little bit like okay they are the artist um we got some people that we trust that know this lore that are like yeah they're they're doing their thing this looks good the dailies are coming back kind of like be a little more hands off like I mean of course you, if it, if you come in and, and Wonder Woman is wearing like a pink fur coat it's like okay <laughs> look guys let's reel it in but, but yeah. if you come in and things are looking great and they're kind of on their own just reel some of your control in a little bit yeah <laughs> um so, Jason, you haven't seen it yet. Nope. I know you don't have a microphone, so I'll, I'll just relay your answers yeah, yeah, to the yeah. audience. At, you've heard probably a bunch of stuff about this film. You've heard at least two hours of us talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to see it in the theater, or are you going to wait for video? I'll go to the theater. Oh, he's going to go to the theater. All right. All right. Good cool. deal. Sure. Good deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very cool. I feel like after all this, we should buy his ticket. Like We, we kind of did. We, we should yeah. take him to see it. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of did. Um... So, thank you guys for listening. I, I I don't have anything else to say except for like we all just said, go see it. Make sure you understand what your what it is that's being said about the film. I would even encourage you. I would highly encourage you to not just leave it at. Uh, I liked it. I didn't like it. I would encourage you to go look at some of the resources that talk about what Zack Snyder was doing. If you're yeah. like me and you love stories and you want to <laughs> know like what goes into telling a story, what goes into creating stories. Um, it is a very complex, convoluted process, and uh, <laughs> it's amazing that we actually have any really fantastic stories that make it because everyone has to share the same vision, yeah. on the same page, have to know what their audience wants. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest if you are interested in the storytelling aspect at all, go um, become part of the Story Geeks community group on Facebook and look at some of the articles that we've posted. And we've been talking about this for like the last week um, or even longer. So. Uh, I think you'll enjoy understanding what it looks like to create a good story or a bad story and the effectiveness or the efficiency that goes on behind the scenes. I think it's really fascinating. So with that, we will leave you to go see it or leave us with your thoughts by commenting. <laughs> also, real quick, Michael, just give them the shout out again to where they can go find you. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Nerd Soul One Word, N-E-R-D-S-O-U-L. Also on Twitter, I'm very active on Facebook, Instagram. You can follow me at One Youngster, which is O-N-E-Y-O-U-N-G-S-T-A. Um, and yeah, just search Nerd Soul on Google. If you can't find me anywhere, I'll pop up and <laughs> you can either watch some videos, make some comments, let's talk, or tweet at me anything you know you think is cool. Some people send me pictures of like comic book hauls that they get. Um, some people send me pictures of toys that they get. Nice. You know, so you know we talk about TV shows and stuff like that, like the Gifted After Show that I'm on. We talk about stuff like that all the time. So yeah, awesome. And you've heard what Michael has to say, and he's a super cool guy. So go follow him. <laughs> go get involved. Uh, and also just follow Daryl and I, I guess. I mean, we're not yeah. as cool, but. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, what's your Twitter? It's at Story Geeks. At, at, the, at the Story Geeks. At the Story Geeks. Yeah, yeah, at the Story Geeks for our Twitter. My t- my Twitter is just Jay Shear, my name. Um, Daryl doesn't do Twitter. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram as well, Same same way. Uh, story the story geeks on Instagram. We're the we're the story geek geeks now. Wow, I'm having a really hard time saying that. We the are the story, story geeks, geeks yeah. on everything that we do now. So um, 
easy enough to go out there and find us. Yep. ReclamationSociety.org if you want to see some of the other stuff that we work on because we don't just do the Story Geeks podcast. We also do films. Um, we're coming out with an audio drama next year. So cool. lots of stuff going on. Go and check it out. the YouTube channel. What's the YouTube channel? The Story Geeks. So cool. We also have a Reclamation Society YouTube channel. But So the difference, if you're listening, there's a difference between our Reclamation Society channel and our The Story Geeks channel. The Story Geeks is all about these geek discussions. <clears throat> yeah. Reclamation Society is all about our storytelling. So that's where we tell our own stories. The Story Geeks is where we talk about other people's stories. Easy enough cool. to distinguish between the two of them. Thanks for listening or watching on YouTube. We appreciate you. That is it for today's podcast. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe. And if you have an extra minute, write us a review or share this episode with one of your geek friends. All right, fellow geeks. As always, question everything in your favorite stories and always seek the truth. We'll catch you on the next podcast.